want some advice, I'll give you some advice. Unqualified advice. From unqualified people. Are you professional or not? No way. For sake, man, you're amateur. Answering questions whether you like it or not. This is the Ill-Advised Podcast. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> Welcome to episode 38. Oh, 38. I don't know about you folks, but uh, we were a little uh, late to the game, but we just celebrated one hell of an Oktoberfest. Hell yes, we did. Oh. It was an Oktoberfest for the ages. At least our age, anyway. <laughs> yeah. We're going to die after this. Yeah. There's so much fat. We did food. not, in fact, go to Germany at all. We, we did this in my house, <laughs> which is also the upstairs of our studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was very festive, though. We It was. It was festive. We played music such as this, and we ate foods that would have killed a horse. Yes. Or at least uh. clogged a horse up from not so the horse couldn't poop, at least, you know, for a while. That's just the thing with German food. What is that? Jesus, it's, it's so heavy. It's all protein. It is. I. No wonder they were angry enough to create a whole world war. God, I could build a shack out back. With all the food I just made, and it'll be structurally sound. A shack out back with your back. Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> what the hell's Bill doing out there? Building a tool shed. Yeah, he's he's log building it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could Lincoln log the son of a bitch, man. <laughs> you know, Oktoberfest. See, see, the thing was with me, it was different because we had some schnitzel and we had some bratwurst, and then I was like, hey, I'm gonna eat enough of this. I'm gonna feel full. And then I ate like three bites, and I was like, hey, I feel full. And then I went ahead and said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and finish this plate, which was, it was enticing to say the least. And then afterwards, I was like, I have diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Not I. I yeah. was, there was a brat in every orifice in me, maybe. I was just so happy. <laughs> I was like, look at all those brats. He was he was taking all yeah. he was taking all krauts. Yeah, taking all krauts, shapes and sizes. <laughs> well, on thirty eight here we uh, we had some uh, some special guests lined up, but uh, now to, you get us. Yeah, they had to cancel last minute. Yeah, said they'd rather be dead than do our show. Yeah, so they said uh, that. Uh, that uh, they do not want to come to Oktoberfest because they do not abide by the Oktoberfest food. And so uh, they weren't going to come and record either. So now you get Bill and I. Yeah, fair enough. Lucky for you. God, we need to stop hanging out with so many Jews. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one uh, patron this evening at the Oktoberfest that kept actually saying, you know what? Those Jews... <laughs> and that was all that, that, that was said by this person. It was a woman, by the way. And so it was kind of like, all right, uh, 
What a weird way to start and yeah. end a conversation. Yeah. yeah, because no one knew what the hell to say next. So I was like, you know what? Those Jews. And we're like, yeah? And then Go nothing. On. Yeah, then nothing. And it was kind of like, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Or is it going to be positive? Like, great people. Or deserve a little, a little bit more than they maybe have received. Or is it going to be negative? We don't know, because yeah. it never went there. It was actually the best setup of all time. It was the best yeah. joke setup I've ever seen in my entire life. It was, you know what? Those Jews. Can yeah. I have some of that cake? <laughs> this is so ambiguous. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. These I don't know Jews. What you're, I don't know what you're getting after. I don't know what you're getting after. You're implying that it's bad. I have no idea, though. I have no idea. It's not bad. They're just Jews. They're yeah. fine. Yeah. But she didn't ever, when I said that, I'd be like, they're just Jews. And she goes... Totally. Like, I don't know what you mean then. It's amazing. I have no idea what you mean. It's blowing my mind. She's like, this schnitzel's good. Almost like the motherland. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I think they called it the faderland, uh, the, the fatherland. <laughs> so anyway. Weird Oktoberfest. Yeah. It was, a, it was delicious, and it was odd all at the same time. My father-in-law was here. He did some things that were unsavory. <laughs> Like, say that women should be in the kitchen. It was weird. <laughs> it was it really was weird. weird. He also admitted, though, that he doesn't do anything while he's retired, so that was funny. Because he's that been retired funny. for all of about three weeks. <laughs> and he goes, I did my daily chores today, and we asked what that was, and he goes, I read on the toilet. <laughs> so it was like, yes, you are doing nothing with your life, and you get to do that, I guess, because you've paid your dues of some sort. Well, your wife still works, and you've done nothing with the house whatsoever. Good for you. Did you know you can mix bourbon and Nestle quick? Yeah. And it tastes all right? Yes. <laughs> all I, right. I think he's turned into creative drinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's Googled how to, how to hide that you're drunk. <laughs> 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 and he's mastered. I think he's watched it at least three or four times. Like, it's oh like, my God. He's act- like a kid with the Baby Shark video. He's just watching how to hide that you're drunk <laughs> over and over again. It's like, wow, he hit a whole bottle in that baguette. <laughs> yeah. He's just amazing. He's just drinking like it's like it's an American pastime. It kind of is, but not in the way he's doing it. Yeah. If American Ninja Warrior was the bar, yeah, he won. Yeah. He would pass by the whole thing. There'd be athletes everywhere, and he's like, not today, motherfucker, not today. I'm going to talk about these Jews. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make some real sexist comments in front of a room full of women, which is what he did today. I got to say, it's it's actually mind-boggling sometimes how little he understands what the hell he's saying. (laughs) Well, in his defense, he's usually drunk. (laughs) So, <laughs> uh, you know, unless he's running for Supreme Court or getting nominated, sorry. Um, I don't think these comments are going to come back to bite yeah, him right? in the ass. Well, I mean, even so, yeah. it's probably not gonna. He's Republican. Hmm. You know, he's going to get confirmed, no probs. <laughs> I'll just say mega. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it's all swept away. It's a conspiracy theory! <laughs> 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 uh, all right you assholes i mean you assholes as a new listeners thank you for listening oh as always thank you yeah we're gonna get right into question one after this hey everybody you have a question for us 
Please follow and reach us on our Twitter at Dear Ill Advised and at Gmail at Dear Ill Advised at gmail.com. Also reach us on Facebook at Dear Ill Advised. And if you want to reach us on our website, please feel free to do so. We are at illadvised.podby.com. All right, how do I deal with my sister telling me she thinks I owe it to her to be the surrogate for her child again? I was the surrogate for my twin sister after she was in a car accident that left her unable to have children. I was already married with three sons when she asked her husband and approached me. My husband and I agreed. I delivered my niece without any problems five years ago. I'm currently pregnant with a little girl now. I was planning on having my tubes tied after this. When I told my sister and her husband this, they grew very upset. Apparently, they were counting on me to carry one more pregnancy for them. My twin even told me it wasn't fair that I get, in quotes, four children and she, in quotes, only gets the one, in, end quote. I felt like a knife to the heart. I was completely blindsided. I haven't even told my husband because he will react with rage. I don't know how to interact with my sister anymore. She, she have, I have never had a child without her there holding my hand. She was there for my boys and I and there when I pushed her daughter into this world. Our mother died when we were teens. We've celebrated most of our life, major lifestones together. I feel completely alone. How do I deal with this? Wow, that went super self. Oh, quickly. <laughs> um, what I would do is just call your sister and say fuck you and hang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. In general, it's like I don't know. I don't know, uh, people, listeners. If you have children, um, but I will say this: most people that that in quotes get to have children don't really get them on accident. Really, obviously, mm. we we fuck and then have kids. So that's usually how it goes. Yeah, it's not like we a surprise like just shows up <laughs> and then there's a kid. If you believe that that's the case, there's probably a bunch of religious podcast you can listen to it's not god's plan it's nothing else we just fuck and then there's kids it's really basic biology yeah it really happens it really is and so in general getting to have kids in quotes is not something that usually happens people that are fertile usually just fucking have kids but then there's a uh, then there's other things that you have to consider, like financial components and whether or not you can continue having the lifestyle you're having with the kids, and all this kind of shit that people don't usually have when they're in the middle of being inside of someone, you know. So there's a whole lot of things that people don't really comprehend. I have two kids, and I don't know that I comprehended any of that shit in the middle of being inside of my wife. I, I have two kids as well, two young daughters. I know exactly how they got here. Yeah. Exactly how. Yeah. There's not really yeah. a secret. It's not like they get here yeah. in some sort of crazy fashion. So one thing that we see here is that we have no idea if she got inseminated by this by this husband or if he's just like twins. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. He's going to react with rage because it's like, I don't want that guy fucking my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they probably didn't do it like that. I know. It'd just be funnier if they did. Oh, God, that'd be funny. He's like, I just... Like, kind of like a Patty Duke switcheroo. Yeah, just just the old switcheroo. He's like, I'm tired of the old switcheroo. (laughs) 
Ah, oh, now you're carrying my baby, you idiot. Yeah, uh. yeah it's probably not like that, but it'd <laughs> yeah. be better if it was. Yeah. The twins are just dicks to each other. Yeah. Pull mean pranks like this on each other. That'd be awesome. But what's weird to me in this one is that the that the sister is so bullshit fucking uh, pissed off about it. You know, like, you, I just have the one bullshit kid. I couldn't even give birth to. Yeah. Just this one fucking shithole. You know? He's over there shitting on his pants and shit over there. I just want a I want a girl or or some kid that's not gonna be a shit ass. And you're like, all kids are shit asses. Yeah. That's how they start. Every From kid is a zero shit ass. To 30. Just shit, shit ass. ass. Shit just ass. Full on shit ass. Oh and, yeah. And she's just like, I mean you get to have four. What can I have four? It's like, well, you're not fucking carrying them. That's that's a first thing. I mean, you could have four if you could carry them. That's yeah. just kind of how evolution works. You couldn't. Kind of like that. Yeah, you couldn't, and now you don't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You uh, have one. That's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. You didn't even have the one, really. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this sister's already went above and beyond what it expected of a twin to do for her sister to carry her child. And deliver that child. Now she's like, you owe it to me to have another one for yeah. me. What's funny is, uh, do you think that the, the the twin that didn't have the child but that got the child eventually was just kind of like, I'm feeling your pain because we're twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's going I'm through bullshit like that. Yeah. Just like, it's, been, it's really a great experience because we're twins. I feel everything you're feeling. And she's like, no, you don't. I'm pushing the kid out, you cunt. It's like Cheech and Chung's Corsican Brothers movie. That is great. The sister, she's like, it's, it's just great when she's right there by my side holding my hand while I'm pushing the kids out. So I can tell her how much of a cunt she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you've already done enough, lady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you're not a baby-making no. machine. You're not a surrogacy machine. Yeah. It's really okay. Does your sister have some shit on you? Like some deep, dark shit? Yeah. Like you hit a guy and then hit his body? Kind of shit like that. Like she knows what you yeah. did last summer kind of shit? Maybe. She's yeah. like, you owe it to me to have another kid or else I'll tell. <laughs> <laughs> if she doesn't have any kind of blackmail like that on you, it's probably okay you just say no. I just wonder why, like what the conversations sound like, you know, where it's <laughs> like you owe me to have this kid. Like how do you figure? How do you figure I owe you for the kid? What do you... What do you pack it in there? Like years mm. worth of, of things, yeah. or what? What kind of thing? Like what? Do, what do I owe you? Yeah. What in reality, in the monetary world that we live in, do I owe you for mm. fucking literally anything that we're doing here? When you were fifteen, you snuck out and blew Bobby Fletcher, <laughs> and I didn't tell Ma. Like you the, owe me this kid. Like the chess star, yeah. Bobby Fletcher. I think that was Bobby Fisher. Oh, but oh, oh my okay. god, that would be great <laughs> if she actually did sneak out. <laughs> it's just like I, I loved it when your pawn took that rook and yeah. just fucking uh, blasted her in the mouth. <laughs> You're a hero to America, Bobby Fisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You entice teen girls that sneak out to blow you. Yeah. Did he though? You think he might have? No. Yeah, I think so either. No. <laughs> yeah. They I were like, 
Can I put your penis in my mouth? He's like, how's that going to play out in the end game? Yeah. Was, hmm. Yeah. I'm already four moves ahead of you, lady. Yeah. No. He goes, he, he goes, yes. And then all of a sudden, he's a normal teenager. Yeah. 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 He's like, I wasn't into chess. Now I'm into fucking chicks. <laughs> yeah. He gets one blow job. He's like, I kind of want to try pot too now. Yeah. He goes like this. This is way better. <laughs> this is way better. This is way better than that whole chess thing. I, mean, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I could go down to the park and play chess with some old man, but this new dick sucking thing is yeah. pretty neat. What they're doing with dick sucking is just ahead of the times. <laughs> this is some next level shit, guys. Yeah. He goes, everyone else is like, that's pretty with the times. That's why we're not playing chess. And he goes, I want to be on that game. What's going on here? <laughs> it was like, can we all stop playing chess to get these blow jobs? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> He's trying to lead this campaign. Yeah. Everyone's like, that's why we're not playing chess, man. We can't tell you enough. Yeah, I doubt there's everyone being like, woo, chess world champion, 1985. Who wants to suck this dick? <laughs> Do you think yeah. that'd be, it'd be a really obscure thing? Like they have... Um, chess um, groupies? Yeah, like... <laughs> Like in hockey, they call them puck slots. Oh, yeah. Right? So uh, do you think that there's the chess groupies? Like there's the, the pawn poons? <laughs> pawn poons. <laughs> I, these are all coming off the top of my head. I have no idea. The knight's tights. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 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 I, I, I can't think of any others right now. Because yeah. the only thing, the other thing that came to my head was queen queefs. And I was like, <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> I think it plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, comedically, it yeah. plays. I don't think it really plays yeah. out for you know. So, and that Bobby Fisher is getting some yeah. tail, but uh, he's like, I want to hit him with these queen queefs. Yeah, the chess players are jealous. God, he's surrounded with queen queefs. <laughs> I, I can't wait for my mom to come here and get me. I'm so fed up. Oh, I, I, I really want that to be a thing. I hope that is Bobby Fisher. Please, yeah, just anyone that's really into chess. Just tell us. What, yeah, what are the groupies' names? Yeah, tell Who's us. the groupies, first of all? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, are there now that the internet exists? My guess is no. Yeah, I... Yeah. Just saying. Just saying would... realistically. Probably not that the internet exists. Everyone's like, I, I'm just Googling things now. I don't even know. And then if there are, what are they called? Yeah. I... That's it. I don't really care how many you've had. Please don't tell me how many you had. I really don't care. I'm not going to believe you. But just what are they called if there are? Yeah, I think it's so it's such a niche thing. It's I doubt it exists. I mean, it kind of kind it kind of has to though because there's people that are like super into feet and people that are super into like the furry the butt plug thing. You know, like there's people that are into super weird things all the that, time. That's true. So there's probably some of this like I'm getting. I'm getting so aroused by this guy playing chess that I want to have sex with that guy playing chess. I think if Harry Potter erotica is a thing, then then the Queen Queefs might be. <laughs> I hope that's what they're called. Yeah. It just seems like it's so it's so just off the tongue. It really it's is. Really it just good. seems so off the tongue. I don't know. I don't know. You know. I, let's let's yeah. let's make it a thing. If not, I'm gonna get into chess. If that's a thing, I yes. I want queen queefs. 
<laughs> Yours my queen queef. Yeah. I mean, so back to the actual. So, <laughs> let's li- listeners, if you know about the chess thing, you tweet it. You tweet it at us. You send it to us. You tell us in the hall. You yell it uh, in our dire- general direction. I really do want to know that, but that's not part of this question. So, going back no. to the sister with the with a surrogacy issue, um, your husband likely does not play chess. <laughs> 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 So let's answer this, this, the question at hand here. Should you feel bad by saying no to your sister for trying to get your tubes tied or whatever and you not wanting to be another surrogate for their second child when they cannot have a child? I think you've already gave her one blessing. Remind her that. Hey, I already gave you one. Yeah. You know, spend all your love and affection on this one kid. I'm sure he's going to grow up to be an only kid prick. Yeah. But you get a, ch- a chance to focus only on him. Trust me, I have two. I wish I had one. <laughs> it's hard business. <laughs> no, I, I, not at all. But yeah. I'm just saying. You. Just I mean, kids are hard yeah. in general. Kids are a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's that kind of boils down to the whole yeah. thing, like, where is this other sister going to call it quits? Man, no shit. You know, like, how much does she fucking owe you in general? Like, you have one child that you couldn't have prior yeah. because you got your twin to be a surrogate for your child. At, one, at what point do you feel like you're going to be satisfied enough with the, with the children, the number of children you want, that you're going to stop mm-hmm. asking your twin sister... Who did not have this weird disfiguring accident, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm that, very unfortunate, sure. Yeah, but I mean, how? what kind of fucking monster are you that you're going to be like, no, not now, not ever. You're going to be a baby factory forever. Yeah, you know, like, it's your I mean, sister, not a... Yeah, for fuck's sakes. It's, yeah. not, it's not somebody that you just keep calling on and being like, I'll pay you. You know, it's not a it's not a baby factory for fuck's sake. Oh, shit, be grateful for what she gave you. Yeah, you, you stop, don't want your sister shit. Yeah, stop being a cunt, lady. And you and as the sister, you don't have to do anything anymore. Get your tube side. Tell her then. That'd be hilarious. Just be like, oh yeah, I'll be. Here. Oh no, I can't because I got my tube side. Yeah. Mm. Mm, too bad. It's rough. Might have to find a Puerto Rican surrogate like everyone else. A Puerto Rican surrogate. Is that a, I don't is that think a market? No. Oh, well. I, I think that's less of a niche than actually a queen queefs. <laughs> <laughs> and then find one of the queen queefs and have them be a oh, surrogate. Oh, shit. There you go. There you go. Queen queef would be happy to do it. Yep. As long as your husband plays chess. Fair enough. Hey, everyone. We know you love the show, but do you want us to tell us how much you love the show? Well, now you can pretty easily. You can find us on Twitter at Dear Ill Advised, at our Gmail, Dear Ill Advised at gmail.com, on Facebook at Dear Ill Advised, and always on our website, illadvised.podbean.com. Okay, uh, the question is Was I wrong to tell a fellow airplane passenger not to put her feet up? Recently on an airplane flight, which is uh, weird to say, the passenger next to me put her feet with her shoes on, in parentheses, onto the headrest in front of her. No one was in the seat, 
Since she had her headphones on, I tapped her on the shoulder and indicated it was unsanitary to put one's feet where normally a passenger's head should be. I got a dirty look for my efforts, and the young woman made quite a scene. Should I have ignored the situation or said something to the flight attendants? What would you recommend? Oh, it's iffy. Because obviously if there was somebody sitting in there, that would have been that would have pissed me off as I was sitting there in someone's dirty-ass shoes or tapping the back of my head. Yeah, like right up on yeah. your shoulders, that kind of thing? Yeah, that fucking irk you bad. Yeah, I mean, that makes a whole lot you of sense. You would probably create a scene. Well, yeah, I mean, at least just go like, hey, listen, bitch, get your feet off my shoulders. Yeah. I don't want to smell your fucking size sevens. Move them back. <laughs> Move them back. However, you know, I, I'm a tall guy. Sure. And if there was no one in front of me, I might be tempted to put my feet up because obviously there's no room in fucking airplanes or any kind yeah. of public modes of transportation where guys my size have a lot of leg room. Well, they just don't have leg room anymore. No, they don't. Yeah. It's- What's weird to me, though, is that is that to sit in an airline seat and then have your feet on the headrest, you have to create such an angle with your body that just seems like in itself would be uncomfortable. You know, because it's not necessarily like a slight slope. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not like a sharp incline. Yeah, it's not like putting your legs up on a table or something where you're sitting all relaxy-like. <laughs> it's, it's like a fucking... 90. Just boom, boom. It's a check sign. You know, it's, it really is just you have to get create a 90 where it's like you have to work to keep your feet up there. This chick, a yoga instructor? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> I it's like she has she's to got to like, like keep your feet up on that fucking headrest way up there. You got to actually work. It's not something like you can happen to put your feet up somewhere and be like, this is a real comfortable spot. I really like what I'm doing here. You know, like you yeah. have to be like, all right, two hour flight. I'm going to keep my feet up there, stretching it big time. You know, like, it's got to be an exercise or something, you know? It's not something that I can just casually be like, my feet are near the headrest. This is a real comfortable position. I'm about to suck my own dick. (laughs) Everyone, (laughs) get a Jack and Coke and hover around my seat. You're about to see something on this flight you never thought you would. (laughs) We're about to watch an Inception. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's trying to suck his own dick. <laughs> you know, Some ladies like, complain that's kind of unsanitary. Yeah. One guy goes, Is this a time cop situation? <laughs> time cop situation. <laughs> Is he about to disappear? Yeah. Um, awesome. And, and and I just don't that's the whole thing for me, is that yeah, it's probably not really all that courteous in general no regardless of whether someone is in the seat or not if someone's in the seat yeah it's not courteous don't be a fucking bitch just don't put your feet up there you know people are trying to sit do their own thing and then if someone's not in the seat maybe just back off yeah but to be that kind of in a pike scenario just doesn't seem like it's all that comfortable i don't know not at all. Unless she's an actual diver just going like this, I'm practicing my pike scenario. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe, oh, I don't know. See, if I'm at the movies and no one's in front of me, or no one's even in the vicinity, my feet are going up on that seat in front of me. You know, it's just more comfortable, but it's not the 90 degree incline yeah, of a yeah, airplane Yeah, because they, the yeah. they have the downward trend of the movie theater seat yeah. so everyone can see. This thing is a is a militaristic fucking level edged yeah, goddamn scenario. 
I'd be more interested in the fact that she could do it. Yeah. Than to be like, hey, that's unsanitary. I do think it's funny that this lady goes, I tapped her on her shoulder with her headphones and uh, said, hey, they have to clean those. <laughs> Shit. Put your feet down. And the lady just kind of is like, mm, and, and, and pulls her feet down, you know, makes a scene. Which it's weird, too, because I don't say a fucking word on the plane to anyone else. I try not to. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if somebody's doing something weird next to me, I make it a point to not say a goddamn thing. That's my whole thing. My only hope when I get on an airplane, I get a window seat. Yeah. No one's sitting <clears throat> between, uh, you know, the you know the middle seat. There's no one in the middle seat, and then someone takes the aisle seat. And I don't drink a fucking thing or eat a thing, so I don't have to use the bathroom. Yeah. And I just sit, and I look out the window. I don't bother anyone. I don't say anything to anyone. And that's how I like to fly. Yeah. I want to be the most introverted person on yep. the flight. You know, just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. I did fly on one. Uh, so I was coming back from a work trip. And I'm checking in. And they go, do you want to upgrade to economy class? So you can have more leg room. And I was like, I'm pretty hungover. I would like to do that. I would love to do that. You know? So I was like, yeah, I'll pay the $30 or whatever off my own and just leave it off my expense report. No big deal. Fucking A, $30. Let's do this. And then so I sit down. There is literally no one in the middle seat. So I'm fine with that. I was like, this is great. And then this guy sits on the aisle seat. And this is where it all goes rogue a little. Because he sits on the aisle seat and throws up the middle the middle armrest on the seat. You know how they, they, yeah. they the armrest can move up? He throws up his middle armrest on the seat and throws a bunch of shit on the middle seat. And I'm not talking like normal amounts of shit. Like he throws his slippers, a newspaper, and a lunchbox full of food on the middle seat for an hour and 15 minute flight, which I felt was weird. I thought it was a little weird. <laughs> it's you know? a little weird, yeah. Not something I usually run into. Usually I just put my headphones in, read a little book, maybe take a nappy poo while listening to some music, and then be done with it. So this guy takes off his shoes, which again is weird to me, and then puts them up in his carry-on after the flight has, has taken off. He's making a choice now to not wear the shoes that he came upon, but to wear these slippers that he's put on the middle seat, which, again, he's going to get off the flight in these fucking slippers and walk into the terminal in these fucking slippers, which is weird to me. The whole thing is weird. But then he's reading his paper, and I'm listening to my headphones, and and we're, we're seeming to have a, a normal relationship at this point. He's now past putting shit on the middle seat because he's packed it away and done his weird things. And then he, he taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey, your headphones are loud. I'm trying to read. And I was like, Hey, oh, man. Shit. We're two seats away. Uh, you shouldn't be listening to my headphones. And they're not that loud. Because the plane is loud. But I'll turn them down. Whatever. So I click them like two, two stages down. I was like, all right, fine. I can hear everything going on around me. There's nothing that I can't hear, in fact, because it's louder and shit on an airplane. 
And then 20 minutes later, he goes, I asked you to turn your headphones down. But you didn't turn your headphones down. I said, I did. And now I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. And he goes, well, that's how it's going to be. I was like, yeah, that's how it's going to be. exactly how, palsy. So then I clicked my headphones up two stages again. I was like, I'm not dealing with this guy anymore. So he huffs and puffs throughout the whole flight. And, and, he, and then he's just a cock the entire time. The lady comes and asks about a drink. And, he, and she doesn't have the drink he wants. And he's through pitching a huge fit about it. I was like, I just want, you know, water. That's all I want. I'm hungover. I want water, you know. She hands me the water, and she apologizes for this gentleman's actions, and I'm like, that's fine. He's a cock. It's fine. You know, he's going to be a dick. It's fine. And then uh, and then he moves on. And so uh, we land, and he's he's now retrieved his shoes because he's not getting off of the, sl- the slippers like I felt like he might, you know. He's made the choice to do the slippers like he was going to get up and do things and then get off the flight because they're house shoe style slippers. They've got a sole on them. But no, nope, hmm. he's not using them like that. He just wanted to use them while he was on the flight because he apparently flies places where he needs to have some sort of house shoe. And and he gets his shoes out of the, out of the, out of the uh, up thing and he changes them. And then this old lady's in the seat ahead of us. I'm like, you know what? We're about to be done with this flight. That's fine. That's fine with this guy. He's a dick. I'm never going to have to see him again. And this old lady is trying to get out of the seat. And I mean old lady like in her 80s. Just old lady. And no one gives a shit that she is taking a long time behind us. We're like in the middle of the plane. No one, honestly, in their right mind gives much of a shit about this 80-year-old lady. This guy starts pitching the hugest freaking fit about this old lady and how long she's taking to get out of the chair. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he just goes, we have places to be, lady. That's what he said out of his mouth. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, man? <laughs> like, She's 80. The pilot's doing the best he can. Yeah. The head is there. Do you have somewhere to be right now? We're all like on the way out of the plane and we're just waiting for, for Miss Daisy to get out of the fucking aisle and walk down the thing. He shoves her aside, not shitting you, shoves her aside and just wanders down with his house shoes under his arm and his carry on and just goes, this is ridiculous. Holy shit. And, I, and, and myself and like two guys from behind me, Go and help the 80-year-old out of her chair. Because he literally knocked her in, like stiff-armed her in the chair. And uh, the lady uh, the lady was like, you're just very nice. I was like, no, no, that guy's just a dick. As This whole thing started with me being hungover and needing leg room. And I was like, I don't have to deal with this shit when I'm hungover. I don't want to deal with any of this. I don't want to have to help an 80-year-old woman out of her fucking chair. Because I'm hungover. I just wanted to sit here quietly, listen to music, read a book, have water, and then get off the fucking plane. That's all I wanted to do. That's literally everything I wanted to do with my life today. Because I drank way too much last night, and I just wanted to be a normal human being. And this fucking guy was like, I'm going to be an asshole and make everyone pay for it. That's what flights are. That is what flights are. Last time I flew, not as bad. Not as your story at all. Of course, I'm cramped. Yeah. I mean, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. 
drive out of Alabama, catch my flight in Atlanta. We had a, a, a short stop, did it on board in Phoenix, unless that was your destination. Then from Phoenix to Salt Lake. Yeah. Uh, it was just so fucking crowded the whole flight. And I'm a big guy. So I'm like sweating. It's hot. I'm miserable. <laughs> I had the middle seat. The only saving grace was someone boarded in Phoenix and sat down right next to me. She, I assume going back to Salt Lake or wherever the fuck she was going. I don't know. Yeah. But she looked like a yoga instructor. And she had, and she looked good. A little <laughs> bit older than I. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Looking good. And she had like visible, in shape. Oh, in shape. Yeah. Oh, she was fit. <laughs> Very visible camel toe. And I was like, eh, this is not the worst flight I've ever been on. <laughs> like, all worth it. Yeah. That asshole could have been sitting right next to me on the other side. Turn down your headphones, whatever. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, shut up, shut up. Shut yeah. up. I'm listening to that is yeah. what I'm listening to. Shut up. I'm looking at something. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you fuck off, man. <laughs> yeah. My my last flight, pretty good. <laughs> but And the guy the guy himself was like flapping at his, his newspaper. And it wasn't like a New York Times or something. It was a local newspaper from somewhere. So it was like, all right, man, I get you're reading a newspaper. Then fucking read your newspaper. You don't need me to be quiet because I'll tell you, planes are loud. I don't know if you know that. I hope you do because you're going to be in one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not anything new to you, I hope you, because you mean you did bring house shoes for your fucking flight. Weirdly mm-hmm. enough, like, just in case you have to go to the bathroom, you're like, Reginald, I have to go pee. <laughs> Get me out of my seat hole. Guaranteed, this guy would have bitched if you put your legs on the head on the seat up. Oh, I couldn't have done it. Yeah. There's no way in hell. Even with the extra egg room, leg room, I could not have put my legs <laughs> up to the headrest. There's no way. And that's the thing. It's like I'm sitting there with my head on said rest. Looking at the headrest in front of me, going, well, that is a formidable barrier. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like I look at it and go, that looks like a comfortable rest for my feet. I don't. You know? Never. I don't think I've ever said that looking at a plane. I, I've not been in first class. Maybe it's first class and you're like, well, look at all this leg room. I want that leg room, though. I want to be able to put my feet up. Right next to that guy's face, who he just smells with the rockets cooking. You know, I don't think that's the I case. I would love some first class leg room. Yeah. Usually when I fly, you know, I could use my knees as earmuffs. Yeah. Because, you know, it's tight. Yeah. It's tight and it sucks. I hate fucking flying. It does suck, but you know what? Sometimes better than driving. Oh, I know? hate to drive. That's the thing. Yeah. If, in my perfect scenario, I'm rich and I have like a an RV and someone's driving and I just hang out in the back and I fart and nap all fucking day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. I, I, I think it's funny that you didn't list nap first and then you say like, I just been a fart for a while guys and then maybe yeah. nap. And so you're, that implies that you're going to be farting more oh. frequently than, oh. than a normal person would frequent farts. Yeah. Just, just I've got frequent fart miles and there better not be anyone on there critiquing me how unsanitary that is. Yeah. There's not a person going, hey man, your headphones are too loud. <laughs> yeah. Can you take your seat off there? That's pretty unsanitary. Yeah. Just don't don't go in a pike position and put your feet up yeah. there. 
So anyways. I'm going to hit this stupid <laughs> fucking attendant button right in the middle of us yeah. while I'm staring at you because you don't know it's me that I'm t- that I'm I'm hitting the button about. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> so anyways, to answer this lady's question. Yes. Fucking butt off. Yeah. Unless she's coughing in your face and sneezing, she's not bothering anyone in front she's of her. She's just trying to be comfortable. That's just it. No one likes to fly with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. And anyone that claps at the landing, I just want to get out of my chair and just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I, what, I, what I find funny about that is that did they think that there was a chance that the landing wasn't going to go well? Yeah, I don't. You know, they go, this could be a real piece of shit landing. <laughs> yeah. And then it doesn't. And they go, well, you exceeded my expectations, <laughs> pilot. And it's like, no, my expectation was to land. To do yeah. the job that he is doing currently, because that's what he's getting paid for. Why? Why would he just go? Well, no one's clapping. I'm crashing this motherfucker. Yeah, the only reason I would clap during the flight is the pilot got out of his chair, juggled for all the passengers, and did some magic tricks. Yeah, yeah. Or if somebody was like, "Is there a doctor on this plane?" and somebody goes, "Yes," and saves a life and delivers a baby or something, yeah. I'd be like. Yeah. All right. That deserves a clap. That's a slow clap and a half. Oh yeah. But just landing the plane like it's supposed to land is is a thank you when I get off the plane. You know? Yeah. Like thank you for you know doing the job I'm paying you for. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so lady, yeah. leave this fucking girl alone. Yeah. Mind your own fucking business. Hey guys, how are you guys enjoying the show? If you want to reach us, please do so at Twitter at Dear Ill Advised. On Facebook at Dear Ill Advised and at Gmail at Dear Ill Advised at gmail.com. Also, you can reach us at our website, illadvised.podbead.com. Okay, this one's a little odd. Uh, can I shield my eighth grader from empirical information about human sexuality? My, my school district has a sex education program that I don't care for. Parents have the option of signing their children out of class. I opted for my two older I opted out for my two older children. However, this year all of my younger child's friends are taking the class and I'm receiving a lot of pressure for her to attend. I'm not sure I want my 8th grader forced to endure sexu- uh, several weeks of content on sexually transmitted diseases, contraception, and even a childbirth video. Am I wrong to want to shield her from the information of this class? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because you are denying her basic human education that's needed for her to grow into a well-established adult. What's what's uh what's interesting about this, and I've done a little research about this in some of my classes, which is funny to me. A lot of the places that are the predominantly religious places in the country, let's say the American South and Utah. Oh, and yeah. even in Wyoming, right? I wouldn't even say in Wyoming. Idaho. I so Idaho, Utah, American South, right? Uh, there is abstinence-only education is the predominant amount of education in the in the country, which doesn't work because teens go Fuck. like this. What? What is this hard dick? And then the girls are like, "That hard dick could probably fit in this place." And then they put it in there, like, this feels great. And then the girl's like, this feels pretty good. And then they are like, all of a sudden, like, oh, we should probably keep doing this. Yeah. It yeah. feels wonderful. Yeah. 
And abstinence only education in these areas has shown that uh, it a doesn't work. But b the main point about this is that is that STDs are on the rise in these in these states, and mm-hmm. teen pregnancy is in the rise in these states, and the STDs that are on the rise in these states are something like HIV, and uh, you know hepatitis and herpes are all on the rise in those states specifically because they don't teach children uh, and kids, I guess, not really children, they don't teach the the students themselves how to be safe about it. At all. So that's the whole thing. Is like, like you don't fucking teach them how to do it safely. They're going to do it. But they're going to do it in whatever way that they can. So they're like... Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, having gun safety. It's like, well, I've got this gun. I'm going to shoot it. But it seems like I probably should shoot at that pile full of kids. Because <laughs> yeah. no one told me I couldn't. Exactly. You know, so I'm just going to shoot it at that fucking that whole mess of kids. Because it just seems like they would want a little pew-pew. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, so boom, 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 kids are dead and whatever else. And so, I mean, in this in this case, kids are gonna have sex. That's that's just the, that's the whole thing. That is the whole thing. If you've ever been a man, a, I mean, I've been, I was a, I obviously was a teenage boy, and my entire life revolved around eventually getting my penis in a vagina. Fair enough, yeah. Not, not in Mine a salty too. way. Not in like a I'm going to do it and you're going to like it kind of thing. But like, you know, I want to try and dress nicely, like peacocking, you know, like I want to dress nicely so the girl would maybe want to ha- put my penis in her vagina. And I'm going to be really trying, I'm going to try to be charming so she's going to want to put my penis in her vagina. And then I get there and I'm like, how do I, how do I put a penis in a vagina? Interesting. I'm not sure. I'm going to try this condom thing because I heard about it in class. And if you don't have that piece that I heard about this condom in class piece, you're going to go like, oh, okay, penis and vagina and pregnancy and teen mom. That's what you get. Yeah. You get teen mom and you get HIV and all this kind of shit. So in general, I feel like it's worse if you have a girl because I have girls. Yeah. Right? And I was a guy and I have girls. And because of this reason, per, this reason specifically, that if a guy starts off having sex with condoms because he knows that that's how it's supposed to go, then it's likely he's going to continue having sex with a condom because he knows that's how it's supposed to go. However, he starts off having sex without a condom, there's a likely chance he's not going to ever put one on. I and hate wearing them. I, I have do. friends... That don't ever wear them. Now I don't because I'm married and there's a whole lot of safety other things, you know. But I had friends even when I was younger. They were like, I never had condoms and I pulled out and whatever. And they are just, as she, I think they're actually just sterile because they have never had kids. But it's a it's a marvel of modern science that they haven't had kids, really. I, I'm one of those guys I hate wearing condoms. But I had sex education all that as a kid. Yeah. But I hate wearing them. Honestly, I think all guys do. All guys hate wearing condoms. If, if I don't mind it, really. Really? Yeah, I don't huh. mind it if I have to. 
Well, if I have to, sure. But if I don't have to... <laughs> well, I was just meaning, like, if I wasn't married and we didn't have, like, the safety nets and whatever and how already had that kind of relationship, I'd probably want to. You know, like... I never want to. Like, I meet a girl and I'm like, I don't know what kind of snapper you got going on down there. That's true, too. And uh, luckily, I've been blessed. I know I'm not sterile because I have kids. Yeah. And I don't have any STDs, thank God. I get checked. Uh, but yeah, condoms He's like, suck. My pullout game is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not sterile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just lucky. <laughs> Yeah, it's but that such edu- education I had in middle school here, it works wonders because you learn about certain shit. Yeah, like the STDs and the birth and what they don't teach you. Though, and I think it should be part of the curriculum is the financial burden. Yeah, of having children. That's a that's the biggest thing for me, really. Yeah. Now having having the two kids, it's like, yeah, these, you're. These, Little shit bags are expensive. Yeah, they're fucking way expensive. Yeah. And if you're a teen mom, you know, or a young young teenage couple that just had a kid, yeah, how the fuck are you going to raise it? Yeah. That's just it. I think a financial, uh, physical responsibility should be part of that curriculum. Oh, that's probably true. The funny yeah. thing about it too, I think, is that the guy, you know, the guy... And I think it's said a, a little bit in this whole in this whole Me Too movement thing, is that the guy really just gets to nut and leave. Yeah, you know, and generally, if you're not in a relationship, he really just blasts one in there and just goes, "Well, thanks for coming out. Sorry if there's a kid. I'll <laughs> you see know? you later." Yeah, because you go after him and you're like, "Well, there's a kid," and he goes, "Not my kid. You're a whore." You know, and that's what he gets to say. And then they're on Maury Provich. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> fucking thing about it now is that that guy can just go, nope, you're a whore, I'm fine. And uh, and then if people have zero moral compass about it, like, I, I couldn't do that to myself. I couldn't do that to myself or the person or the child, right? That's the other thing is that even if it was, mm-hmm. if if I felt like it was maybe mine, I'd, I would be like, let's make sure and all this stuff, and if not, I'll help you and whatever, blah, 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 all that kind of thing. Um, but like these guys, there's people now, there's probably been people for years, but now they think it's a little bit more prevalent where guys are just kind of like, well, I was just looking for a nut. I'll see you later. You know, that's true. And so it's kind of like, wow, you're a real fucking piece of shit guy now. And, uh, and these women are like, Hey, I'm pregnant now. And they are like, I don't even know your name. I don't know what you're talking about. See you later. Let me see ya. Rough having that kid there, lady bitch. Well, yeah, if they could prove it's the guys, then they should. Right? Most definitely. And if he wants to bail out one, then there's a financial responsibility there with child support. He needs to pay. Yeah. Can I Can I just say that I think it's supremely funny that, that, that the, the states that have, like, the most strict religious regulations mm-hmm. and believe so much that that uh that Jesus is is making babies and whatever else they believe I have no idea does he make babies like in a in a factory where he just puts babies together and he just goes you deserve a baby I'm Jesus you know well, that's what happens when you shield your children from empirical data yeah. and science like hey hey here's a baby I'm Jesus 
This is a baby signed by Jesus. This is a Jesus baby. It's better than Nike. It's a Jesus baby. Yeah, I signed it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I just don't understand in the South where it's kind of like, there's some people in the South that are educated, you know, even though they sound maybe stupid. I have no idea. And But in general, they're like, I went to college. They're like, I went to college, learned how to do some things, you know, and they're in the South. And these people are super religiously conservative and they they believe that Jesus does everything for a reason. And it's like, well, why did Jesus give me HIV? Why did Jesus make my pee pee burn when I peed? You know, it's like, oh, it's because you stuck your dick everywhere. Exactly. It's like I didn't know that was a thing. Like, no, you didn't because your school didn't teach you. Because you're a fucking idiot, and they're fucking idiots. Well, if you look at places like you see, especially in the American South, where it is a mostly religious bias, uh, abstinence only sexual education. Just look at the rates, and they're not good rates. They lead in high school pregnancies, STDs, obesity. Their education system is in shambles. I like that you linked STDs and obesity. Yeah. Like somebody goes, "Ah, oh, well, I got that chlamydia. I'm gonna have some tacos." Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish it were like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if that were the cure about it, I would never have chlamydia. You know, I have the clap. Yeah, I don't yeah. currently, yeah. but I do eat tacos. So if that's yeah. a prophylaxis, I guess yeah. we're okay. I got the clap. I'm going to church of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that was my whole point though too. It's like we're only going to teach abstinence education because Jesus is going to keep these kids from having sex with each other. Like, well, they're kids. That guy's dick's hard right now. He's just covering it with a trapper keeper, like when I was in junior high. You know, oh, like that, trapper keepers. Yeah, that's right. That kid's just covering his dick with a trapper keeper, and he wants to shove that dick into something. He doesn't know what it is yet, but something. Yeah. Like, if you're not careful and you don't tell him what the hell is supposed to happen with it, he's going to try and shove it in a pencil sharpener, and then we're all going to be worse off. If it's tight and warm, yeah, he wants to put his dick in it. Yeah. he, That's he how gets every teenage kid is. He gets erect when a tree looks like a boob. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he's he's going to fuck that tree. He's not going to be like, oh, I don't have empirical evidence on whether yeah. or not I should put my penis in something. He's going to put his penis in something. No shit. Yeah. In anything. That's the weird thing about it. Is you're like, something? Well, it's got to be something that's practical. Like, no, it's anything. He might just dip a towel in hot water and be like, well, it's warm. This feels kind of nice. I'm going to fuck it. When I was a kid going through, first starting to go through puberty, there wasn't internet yet. So I'd be like, fuck, this Kmart catalog. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to have to do, and I do it think, would. I do think your point's valid, though, with this question. It's like, there's some shit around now. Yeah. You know, it's like you can just be like, empirical evidence and this and this. Like, there's an entire internet database that people are looking at daily on the multitudes. Yeah. You know. Billions. Yeah. Billions. So it's like, oh, can I shield it from empirical evidence? Yeah, for now. Yeah, he's going to figure it out all on his own. Yeah, they're going to look at porn because that's how it goes. They're like, how do people, uh, other people kind of, you know, deal with this whole thing? I don't have this empirical evidence. And then it's like, boop, 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 internet, ruined life. Oh, Asian anal fisting. What's this? Yeah. Oh, my God. You can fist? You can fist in both holes? (laughs) Color me surprised and aroused. I'm getting myself an STD. Yeah. (laughs) 
We're going to go around to the fisting clubs. So, no, you cannot shield your child, your eighth grader. Yeah. Your eighth grader from empirical evidence or whatever the hell it is. Yes. Because, um, first of all, it's the same dipshit that's going to grow up and the anti-vaxxers. Or he's going to think the world is flat. Yeah. And God, I hope not. Dipshit things because do the people that are shit. Do the people that are against uh, like sex education in reality are they the same people as the flat earthers or the yeah, flat earthers just like just their own their own niche with their weird set of rules like the earth is flat. Teach them about condoms, but the earth is flat. Well, I did hear one guy try to explain uh, the flat earth and the reason why they don't don't know it's round is because it wasn't explained in the Bible. So there's oh. no proof that it's round. Ah, so no, they're no yeah. different. I don't think they're a, a yeah. whole lot different. They probably think the world is flat and only like four or 5,000 years old. That's how That's how uh, they can get around it. They're like, yeah. I pull out and I shoot my semen at a some degree angle that it just goes on the side of a very flat earth. <laughs> and I leave it there for my mother to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a class act. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the best. I'm just the best. I'm very smart. I'm very smart. And I run a very multi-million dollar company. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't think there's anyone, especially an entrepreneur that's doing well, that believes the the world is flat. Yes. Or that you should just not have sex. Oh, shit. Yeah. Just like, oh, hey, yeah, abstinence only. Why not? Because of a lot of reasons. Why not? Yeah. I th- I could think of a few reasons why abstinence works, sure. Well, yeah, but I mean, if it works, you know, like the person goes, oh, I think I'm going to wait. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you're a monk. Well, no, it. I mean, in general, like if somebody goes, I think I'm going to wait because I've made an informed decision about waiting. By all means, you wait. But the other persons, persons, you know, they're like, I kind of want to explore this whole that thing and this thing, like let's 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 rub peepees together. Let's see what happens here. Let's dock. Yeah, let's just let's just try and mash our our bad parts together mm-hmm. and see if something actually cool let's comes press out our of pipes it. Pipes together. Yeah, I you know it's like Tommy Chong. He's like, it's cool, man. Let's just mash shit. Let's just mash shit together and see if something cool happens. Someone's like, you may have mashed my pee hole, and he's like, but it feels great. And then you know, yeah, I don't know, the whole thing. It's just, don't shield anyone. Don't shield anyone. Fucking tell everyone. And at least they'll have a, a good chance of making an informed decision uh, in the eighth grade. That's not just like, well, Jesus will be between us. That's the only prophylaxis I need. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a totally different question all on its yeah. own. Yeah. Jesus is my prophylactic. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a friend in high school that did that where he's like, no, Jesus is the only prophylaxis I need. I'm like, yeah, because you keep saying shit like that. No one's fucking yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus might have turned that water into wine, but he made that pussy dry. Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah, he's not turning any water to wine around you. You notice <laughs> that? There's no wine whatsoever. And you're weird as shit. There's no one that wants to touch your dick right now. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's working. Yeah, yeah, good for you on your abstinence only, whatever the hell. (laughs) It's funny, I told my niece once, 
who uh, first got on uh, birth control, and she gained a whole bunch of weight. I was like, oh, wow, I think it's working. You gained... <laughs> no one wants to fuck you now. <laughs> oh. oh, That's funny shit. Yeah. I mean, still the point stands. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, oh. sweetheart, I love you. <laughs> don't, don't shield them from shit, you yeah. bitch. All right, this has been episode 38. That was very surprising for me. Yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. All the same, it's yeah. episode 38. 38, we always enjoy doing this for you guys, and we appreciate you listening. Yes. Uh, be sure to tune in uh, next show. Definitely, uh, we're going to have a ghost medium on. <laughs> um, she'll probably never be on the show ever again. But still, it should uh, be pretty fun. Oh, it's going to be entertaining. Really for us. And yes. And then we're going to see what crazy lady has to say about apparitions and the supernatural. Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited just just thinking about it. Yeah. We might not even talk. We might just give her the mic and let her spew her shit and nonsense about the supernatural and ghost and the real blah, blah, blah shit. And just, ha- and just have a good old-fashioned laugh. Yep. I'm gonna just bring, like you. I'm going to bring a whiskey to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say a thing. Oh, that's just, I'm I'm really jazzed about it. Oh, me too. I really do. She's probably a nice lady too. <laughs> she, fucking shit. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I hope that she's not mean because then I'm gonna be like, well, I'm gonna make you fucking pay for this. Yeah, me and these ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can always. Uh, we want you to tweet the show and ask us any questions. You can Twitter at dearlyadvised. Ask us any questions on that one. You can get us at Gmail, which is where the questions have come in the past, which is better. Uh, DearIllAdvised at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at DearIllAdvised. You can get us on Instagram at uh, advise 12 or Nothing Means Nothing is Instagram. Yeah, and Nothing Means Nothing Instagram. And then on uh, on Snapchat, it's advise 12 We are... Looking for questions because we need some information so we we can answer for you. That's really about all I'm saying. Send us some questions. That's why we live. Yes. That's why we live. We want we want <clears throat> to answer questions for you in the funniest way possible. So do send those to us. And we will see you next oh, I guess next time in two weeks on episode thirty nine. Have a good night. <laughs>